When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Spanish and Present. It's Carlos Reisa, Oscar, Tony in the house. We are on the last leg of summer. Woo! We are doing it. <laughs> we are trying to have this hot person summer, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We got our beach balls up in here. <laughs> We're, yeah. Our hair, our leg, hair legs are getting tans. Collectively felt like we're, we've t- taken advantage of the summer in a way that we no. promised ourselves we would when we were in a different place last year? No. Absolutely not. I, I honestly, I know. <laughs> I wish, I think I came kind of close, but no. No? No, I'm just tired. <laughs> like, okay. I feel like when the weekends come, I am exhausted. Like, I'm always tired as like, I feel like most people are mm-hmm. nowadays because I think the pandemic has really worn and the rest of the world is like weighing heavy on us in general. But sure. I'm like, I don't know if it's because I've been working out so much. Like, I literally had to take a nap today before doing the podcast. And but for I, a second, were you like excited when it was like May and we were like right going yeah. right in? It always feels very yeah. like, ooh, the the promise of a summer, the potential. Um, right, Oscar? Yeah, I think like <laughs> this summer was weird. This Yeah, this summer was a little weird because like unlike <laughs> last summer... Unlike last summer when it was like full on the pandemic, you know, <laughs> this year for me, uh-huh. personally speaking, uh, felt like I was gaslit. You know what I mean? Like the world gas lit the shit out of me mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah, you're fine for that month. But then the Delta variant shows up. Fucking Delta. You got the plus, you know, and then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, the summer. I, but I thought, but I thought the summer was going to be fun. And yet. We're doing all that, and the world is still kind of going on. Like, we got right. shit to do still, you know? Yeah. So it's not like last year where it's like, okay, no, hibernate, go. Like, don't you don't need to do anything. Just, like, self-reflect and work. This is like, no, things are opening back up again, and everything is fine. But at the same time, you could get sick. And if you're vaccinated, you can also get sick. Mm-hmm. And you could also die. So it's like, okay. So this summer has just a, it's been a little bit difficult, yeah. personally um, speaking. I think every year we're just accepting our fate with COVID. I think that's what it is. I, yeah, I just got an email from from, an <laughs> from age, COVID. From, no, from one of my no, from one of my reps. Whatever, just kind of like doing like an update, like just a general talk. Their 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 clients or whatever, and it was just very much like, well, eighteen months ago, we definitely didn't think we'd still be here, but here we are. Like pretty much like in the first like paragraph, kind of like. Like, yeah, like shit is still like a mess. Like mm-hmm. we're we're all fucking us and the casting directors and everybody else. We're just trying to fucking figure out where do we go from here? Because it's like what Oscar just said, like it's that weird. Uh, you ha- you're vaccinated, you're not or you could still get it. And the whole fucking mask on mask off. <laughs> like it's a fucking, Yeah. How many masks? Uh, it's going to be, many. you know, now we have to wear no. two allegedly. And 
Yeah, I, I do not. All, we, all we've had, all we, all the constants that we've had is 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 uh, the content that we've been consuming. People have been surviving off of the entertainment. People have been surviving off of their the things that they're fans of. It's weird. It's weird. I'm like, I just keep thinking about like me ten years from now. I don't know. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Just yeah, fandom stuff, right, Oscar? We were talking mm. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which yeah. Um, yeah. brings, br- yeah, which brings me to uh-huh. the pika of okay. this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're which is Carla, <laughs> Carlos does bring up a really good point about fandoms. Mm. And okay. I was wondering mm. uh, what everyone's fandom was, if everyone had like a specific, like who you, which artists you go hard for. Mm. And just toxic fandoms in general. Right now we're in this climate where people rep their their you know their fandom really really hard. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it can get a little out of control. Sure. So do you have any of that? Like, well, let's first be of all, has anybody ever other. gotten in a fight over somebody over like a fan of be, be, over being a fan over something? Riza, I have, I have. <laughs> Which is funny because here's the thing: I I'm not a, like I don't like I do like love a lot of people and I'll show them love like artists or mm-hmm. actors or, you know, even just brands or whatever that is like, or things like cats. I love cats and basketball and things sure. like things that I the like. Musical no, cats? Sh- no, disgusting. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> no, the no. movie cats. Got it. No, got it. No worse. No, I'm just kidding. No real cats. I want real cats. Not people dressed up as cats. Um, that's why I meant disgusting. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, like I have gotten into it with certain people, about having to prove why, for example, everybody knows I love Bad Bunny. Right. Why mm. Bad Bunny is an actual good artist other than just like a fad or like mm-hmm. something that like will be here. And then like 10 years ago, like 10 years ago, we will know about Bad Bunny. Like, I don't go fuck what anybody says. Like, we're going to know about him. And I've just had... in the same way that we know about, about Daddy Yankee. And this Ex- he's exactly. been doing consistent work for over 15 years, almost 20 years. <laughs> I mean, for 20 years, for gonna, more than 20 years, actually, because he started in the 90s. I was going to say it's 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's at 20. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and he still looks like he's 20 years old. Uh, mm. <laughs> little baby face. Um, but yeah, I have gotten in a couple uh, with a couple, literally specifically actually for him. Um, I don't know what it is. People so what, just, what is, what's the arguments that happen? Yeah. Um, they don't think he's good. They don't think that, um, that you can understand him when he's, when he raps and sings. Um. But but does it but the, the the reason why you're defending it is it almost is it because um, ultimately we feel like it's a it's a reflection on us if somebody talks shit about the thing that we love it's almost like it's not about the thing and it becomes personal you um, feel like by defending him you're defending your like other or defending your choices so for me on this sub, like on him I think it's because one yeah like I. Like, I definitely think, like, I think if, like, you say that to me, like, it's kind of like, oh, like, he sucks. You don't know. You don't have taste in music or whatever. And it's like, that's fine. Like, my music taste is probably pretty basic, if I'm honest. I'm very, like, listen to Shakira, her first two albums, like, every day kind of mm-hmm. girl. And then whatever else I like to dance to, I guess. Um, But I think it also, the other half is, like, no, like, he's genuinely, a, it's not even that he's a good singer, rapper, performer, artist. He's also, like, a fucking badass, like, person where he has done things to also like help the world like he's amplified trans voices and like like you know like black lives matter like you know uh, other things like that Mm -hmm. where i think to me and make statements even with his clothing on red carpets and wearing acrylics and like you know about like gender and all these like i just feel like 
He's not just a singer. He's not just, there's a bunch of other rappers that I can name right now that I've never worn a fucking political shirt. You know what I mean? And Reza, you're I'm not on trial. We, I know, we, I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> just kidding. so I guess my point is that, yeah, like I think there's, this, I think for me, at least for that, it's half and half. But I have seen other people get into arguments about other like, uh, other things they're obsessed with and it's very funny to see them defend it because I'm not as passionate about it so I think that's also an interesting thing to be like that bystander watching yeah. the other two because then you're like oh yeah. is this is this like me when I'm defending whatever yeah it's very hard to distance yourself or to mm -hmm. take a step back and be like I love this thing and I understand that not everybody's gonna love it uh, which brings us to I think the point that you were trying to make Oscar is that sometimes that could become very toxic And it can have like a real world negative effect on the people around these type of fandoms. Yeah, I think also Riza touched on something that I'm actually curious about mm. in which we this idea of separating the art from the artist. Right. Uh, for example, if you are a fan of Bad Bunny's music, but maybe not a fan of his politics, where do you stand there? Mm. You know, has there been a situation where someone's personal politics has affected your fandom negatively? Isn't oh, yeah. That what happened to Taylor Swift? Mm. Oh, wait, no, speak on that. I don't know what that... Oh, the Dixie I don't know Chicks? That. Well, oh, the Dixie Chicks, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, uh, recently, or that was the whole point of the documentary that she put out, right? Because she was saying that she had been silent for so long. I mean, I'm very... I'm paraphrasing. But there, yeah. but there is such a thing for entertainers uh, that we've seen that have been concerned about speaking on what they believe in because they didn't want to alienate their fan base. And usually these are people that are, that are so high up there. They're, you know, yeah. they're netting millions and millions of like, this is like a global, when you have a globe, that kind of global access, uh, you do, I guess you do kind of have to consider the fact that you're, you know, like, or they've had to consider the fact that that could mean uh, losing money. It's just like as a business As a business, because uh, Michael Jordan was like that. When you look back at Michael Jordan, he never took a stand any politically in anything. And he would basically say, listen, he these people it, yeah. are going to buy my shoes and these other people are going to buy my shoes. So I'm not, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm. But Which, I think the climate has changed, right? And I think people yeah. are kind of, it's weird because people look for the people that they re respect to kind of speak up. And then at the same time, literally uh, right next to it, they go, oh, you're who? I don't give a shit what you think. Like, it's such a weird uh, place to be. Right now, in terms of like entertainers or people that are in the media, they either are forcing them to have an opinion or they're telling them to shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. like, for example, we just had something recently happen and a lot of entertainers spoke on it. It was all over the social media, the social media. Jesus, I sound like I'm um, <laughs> all over. You're so hip, right? <laughs> all over the social. Um, the meats. Yeah, <laughs> about uh, the baby, the baby, how he <laughs> was on the rapper. How yeah. he was mm -hmm. on stage and like said something like so ignorant. I don't even remember the 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 what he quoted, but he said something like, "If like if if my something about his fans putting their dicks and ass like pretty much uh, a homophobic if he, if thing." They don't have AIDS or if and they something don't. about them having. And I was like, "So could they get a parking lot or something to that effect?" Like also one. We're paraphrasing. We're paraphrasing. Yeah, but, yeah, but also who the fuck is on stage performing, doing their fucking dream, like their this career that like they've probably wanted. For their whole life. And why is this the place that you choose to like say it? Not that like I want him to be in a closed door to say it. But like, how are you going to apologize? Like how you, there's no apology that we will accept. Like there just well, the isn't. The thing is that this is very <laughs> old school, like 
like hip hop and, and it, it reminds me a lot of reggaeton too like a lot uh -huh. of that old school machismo yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean if you if you look at to this day in reggaeton or reggaeton or raperos usually when they're doing a show they will say el que no brinque lo tiene en el culo like that's a very it's so that's so, so I don't, that's, yeah have you guys ever heard of that el que no brinque lo tiene en el culo basically uh -huh. that's you're making a judgment on like it's that's, it's a homophobic statement yeah basically. yeah Yeah. So I think my point to this is I think that, yeah, I will never, ever. If I see the baby on a festival lit or something, I will not support that place. If I see him, mm. or if I see like I, I, I hope like, again, there's a bunch of freaking cool artists that he has worked with this past like two years. This like he really blew up like he has a great song with Dua Lipa and I love Dua. But like. I will never listen to other stuff that he's on. I will. I don't want to. I don't want to support it. Like, that's how I am. So and I there think is a fine line between the art and the artist. You're saying. 100%. Yeah. Like, But I at can't. the same token, his true fans didn't leave him. He didn't no. like, lose his. So that mm, brings no. it back to the fact is like, if you're a true fan, you will stand by or people. They're, or they're also homophobic as him, just as him. Like, yeah. like, I don't like I don't I, you can't sit. You can't tell me you're at a concert and he says that and you're not offended if you're not homophobic. Like you you have to be like you have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. That's interesting. The difference between like political statements and that's just hate speech. Like, yeah, that, it is. that to me is a clear line. Exactly. Like that there's or I mean, I was when you were talking about it earlier I been, about separating the art from the artist. I was thinking of Michael Jackson when that whole. Sure. Yeah. All that came out, and there were people yeah. like defending, like, "Well, art, the art, you cannot celebrate separate the art from the artists, or mm. or you, you have to." Sorry, and like, Ooh. I think it's an individual thing exactly. because a lot of people, I, I think, are willing to justify people's yeah. actions if it means that they don't lose the things that are. I think we might have talked about this a long time. We ago, did, but it's we like did. basically like these are things that are tied to your existence and your identity, the music that you grew up with, and having to reckon with the fact that you know it's like Cosby and. So on and so forth. So, it, it, but it goes back to that. I think everybody is going to be the the amount of fandom or the amount of loyalty or whatever it is that X factor as a fan is going to is going to be determined by the type of person that you are. I yeah. Think. What okay? What about you guys? Is there anything that you're like? I'm a hardcore fan of this artist. I because okay. So I was saying earlier before we started recording. To me, like when I think of like. Someone that is like like super hardcore fan, like the like the Bayhive and the Little Monsters and the Swifties um, of the world, right? Like to me, <laughs> if you want to claim, like if you claim that, like you go to every concert, you know their every move, yeah. like you have their T-shirts of every tour, like you got the little Crocs that like match it, <laughs> whatever that is. I've never been that person for literally. Anybody. For no for no artists at all. For no artists. I'm very you do like have a cardboard cutout of Drake. Yes, but I didn't get that by I didn't I didn't buy that for myself. I bought it for a New Year's Eve party that I planned. Oh yeah. So it's a practical <clears throat> purchase, sure. No, I well, I got it for free, but um <laughs> but so then I just kept it. But anyways, so I'm wondering, do you guys have anything that you feel like you're like uh, like any artist or or something that you're like I, very I have a feeling that our This group might be more into obsession with genres or thing oh. or more than actual people. Maybe mm. I don't know if that's. It, let's see if that's true. Does anybody have like a person? Person where they're Miranda Priestly. Oh, okay. Miranda. So fictional character. We all thrive to be Miranda. <laughs> yes. No, I think you might be right there. Yeah, like yeah. we're fans. The, 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 I think the person that I like truly. 
Stan super hard is probably Solange more than any other artist. Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, to me, is like a perfect encapsulation of what an artist should be. And so Um, underrated. I'm like, I know that she's rated high, but I still think she's so underrated. Like, people do not know enough about her music. Like, it's so good. So Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, she really encapsulates the vibe that I that I associate myself with. Um, and she's like an eloquent artist. She like she knows what's up. And she gets it in a uh, way she'll that she'll beat don't anybody think... up in an elevator if she has uh-huh. to. Yeah. I mean, also she's a good sister. Not yeah. saying, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to say anything with today's episode at all about that, but I'll just put I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it right here. No, that's not a negative. That's like looking out for your people like mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Family. Yeah. What about like you, Vin Carly? Diesel. Um, I think I, I mean, if I had grew up with anybody that I idolized, it probably was like Jim Carrey's probably the closest thing to that. But I don't, it does, I don't know if it transfers because I never yeah. was like, oh, I got to see him in concert. Or, or uh, to me, it was just like I watched his films when I was younger. I, you know, I was very much like, yeah, it's just thinking about that. But I also was like obsessed with Jurassic Park, where I would listen to the soundtrack for hours and just think about the movie. Like I would spend time thinking about uh, genre stuff. Ghostbusters. Okay. That's a thing. That's Jurassic a whole thing. Park, the Ninja Jurassic Turtles. Park. See, See, that like, is... That's what I mean. Like for genre, yeah. like that's the kind of like the time and the thing that I spend growing up. Uh, but as a, per, like a person, person, I don't, I don't think mm. so. I don't, I, uh, or a band. Mm. I think Ricky okay. Martin, Robbie Draco Rosa are probably the closest oh. like people that I grew up listening to that I, that I would definitely go to a concert to the so, no no questions asked. But so like, how do you feel like? Because we all have friends that 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 are fanatics and hardcore, like for certain, maybe for certain artists. Let's say like musicians and stuff. Like, how does that make you feel like when they're like it, when you're in that presence and they're like in that zone? Because like I've been with some people and I'm like, oh wow, they're this is this is a whole different you know whatever their name I don't you know. The whole different Carlitos in front of me, or or, right, right. or you know like what I mean? Out, I'm like, out, yeah, it's uh, it come out of the shell. Yeah. Uh, I'm with my people, so I can really be who I am. But also that <laughs> happens with sports too. Like I was yeah. just thinking about like, oh, yeah, Dodge, man, bro- like, yeah, totally. Tony can speak on that. Yeah, I'll tell. You, like when I go to like, a Broncos game, is oh, that a boy. team? All <laughs> <laughs> the Rams. Oh man. Oh uh, yeah, I'm totally myself when I go to you like sports and surfing or what is so, going on? Yeah, what do you sound like I, I can't yeah, I can't tell <laughs> if this character has water in his mouth from the surf. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> or I'll take your mouth guard out. Or mouth guard. That's what uh, it was. I'll, it was yeah, like, I'll never take my mouth guard out. <laughs> <laughs> never really, it sound exactly the same. You're never gonna get this. <laughs> you'll get to a fight over sports team if you take your mouth guard out. You sound. You kind of sound like Polly Shore. I have to. You say. sound like Polly Shore or, and Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which honestly is straight culture. So sure. it tracks. That there makes we sense. Go. <laughs> good, good pulls, Tony. Good pulls. Yeah. Right. Although I do, I do think I will say sports. I think isn't as so straight culture as it used to be, because I do I do find a lot of my LGBTQI play uh, LGBTQI plus. God, it's uh, the list is hard for me to say. I know it's no, it's my list. Oh. Like it comes out when I say it, so I get anxious. Um, Jordan, cut the first time I said that, please. Um, <laughs> Jordan, bad. don't forget to do it. Please, Jordan, Jordan, please, please, Jordan, make a note. Please make a note of it. Please get my list off of the podcast recording. No, but what I was going to say is, yeah, like I've seen friends that are queer and, and, you know, they, they, they're at, like, they're like hard, like they are hardcore fans of like the Dodgers or 
the heat or whatever it is, or even hot or like other like fucking like tennis or the Olympics or things that I like maybe would have never known. Maybe if it wasn't for social media showing me a, a picture of them all the time going to the gate or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it has. I agree, though. It is very straight. 100 percent. I agree. But I do think it, it is cool to be like somebody that's always been into sports like since I was little. And now like seeing it change and like, you know, mm-hmm. these like these baseball players, like there was a video of this baseball player saying how like um there was a, a woman, I think uh, the first woman owner or something like, I don't know, or like, um, I don't know, something that I was like, that's nice. Like, it's nice to hear these fucking like macho ass men be like talking about like, you know, or like the NFL player that came out and he's gay and it's like, yeah. he's the first one that's out. And it's like, I know there's more gay NFL he's not players. the first one that's out. Oh, he wasn't? Sorry. But he, no. it, it said it in the, in the, in the article that he was, yeah, the there was a, there was a black football player that came out before him. Anyway, really? uh, that's another Pika entirely. That's another Pika. Don't have time to oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's important to have a uh, love of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes obviously that can go, can, can turn toxic as we've seen with certain fandoms, yeah. but could, sometimes they turn positive, like with the K-pop fans who had made a social justice yeah. movement. And use that, or they've galvanized together to make sh- a positive change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, let us know, uh, listeners, where you stand on fandom. Yeah. And hey. never talk bad about that bunny in uh, my yeah. presence. Hey, you know what I'm a fan of? I'm what a fan because I'm a fan of. Tell oh us. my God. Cafe con leche. Oh, oh my God. Do you guys want to have a cafecito break with me? Uh, yeah, I guess you make okay. it sound so delicious. I'll leave my mouth guard like, in. It's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave my my mouth grind, guard. My we call it that I grind my teeth. Is that a mouth guard? Night yeah. guard, baby. A night guard. That night guard. Slip, slip, slip. Okay. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries. And a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time because messes happen because hey listen remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like i'm serious if that leaks over the counter it'll be a slimy abomination by the time i get back and i was like yeah 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 of course don't worry about it i won't forget <laughs> well oh yeah that happens so start clean with clorox use clorox products as directed rinse after use if in contact with food surface Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You guys, and we're back from our cafecito break. Slurpity, slurp, slurp. Hit us one more time with the slurp. This has been the most slurps we've ever done in an intro. Um, wow. I'm really excited for our guest today. Uh, I know her from many different things that she does in the comedy world, but I also know her from one of the most exciting topical things that is happening right now in the world that a lot of us are just backing up and so like all up on this 
She has a first co- a new comedy album that just dropped called If I Did It. And she's also one of the co-hosts of Toxic, the Britney Spears Story podcast. Let's give it up for Babs Gray. Yay! Yay. Hi. Hi, Babs. I thought I might get slurps intros, but I guess I just get... Hi. Super slurps. Yeah. <laughs> Super slurps. <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is a first. Yeah. Wow. Babs, you yeah. really are. This is at least 60% more slurps than people usually get. Yeah. Okay, I'll like put 75% more in my contract, but... Um, there it is. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh. we'll add the slurps Listen, this is, post. Yeah. Thank we'll, you. We'll, like, Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if you know how negotiations work. Yeah. You come with a number. We come with another number. Yeah, percentage. Yeah, yeah. We meet mm-hmm. in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we go okay, slurp you, baby. One more time. I know. I'm like, I'm so proud of myself for just making that up as I said it. Improv, baby. Um, Babs, okay. I know that you have been so busy, like just so, so busy um, doing 500,000 things. But one of the things that you have been focusing on for a while now is just like the Free Britney and the podcast and so much more that has to do with Britney Spears. You and Tess, I believe, were the ones that ignited the hashtag that has blown up all over the world like what I I guess my question is how did it feel to like do that hashtag and then like probably wake up the next and be like oh fuck like (laughs) this shit went viral it was fucking insane I don't even it's all been so surreal so there's many moments that have been very surreal you know but specifically that when we decided to put out the podcast called Free Britney and um you know, that term had been floating around in like the Britney verse for a, a minute because she was in the conservatorship, but we decided to, yeah, put it with that great pink graphic and all that stuff. And yeah, it was just, I mean, it absolutely just took off immediately because her mom kind of got involved right away and legitimized it. So it's wild to think back at that time. I mean, I was listening, our old comedy podcast, the one that that released that episode, we were listening back to an episode of it last night to to check out something and we were like, this this is what turned into this whole thing. Like Snowball. we're just being idiots. Like we're yeah. being total idiots. And then it, yeah, just turned into this crazy investigative thing. So it's been surreal. Yeah. And the Britney fans, they're hardcore. They're like, they're they're following every single move and analyzing everything. But I feel like you're kind of like a little bit at the point where it's not even like fan wise. You're like legit like journalist, like doing the work. You're you're invested. You're all the way in. There's no turning back. Yeah, totally. No, I've had to learn how to be a journalist, basically. And it's actually like fun. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. But it's been <sighs> an interesting skill that I was like, oh, I actually like doing this. But yeah, um, the the fans are very intense and they're amazing. And it's like the whole reason I think it's, you know gotten as big as it has because of everyone's constant support but it's also intense and everyone's very like i just tweeted today because i got so annoyed because it's there's also almost like a QAnon element to it now where people oh. just are like accusing everyone of crazy yeah. shit all the time and yeah. someone was they cut they call you team c ship if you're on the side of the conservatorship and someone oh, tweeted that oh, at me God. because we're making a podcast based on it and therefore we're profiting and you know people really like to jump off a deep end sometimes and so you have to ignore it but um wow but yeah it's been it really has crossed over into like yeah the mainstream and like it's not that's what we wanted to make the podcast for is because you know yeah we're paying super close attention but it's 
most people aren't and it's so confusing and there's so much information. So we really sure. wanted to be like, here's everything we know like and filter. make it yeah, digestible and stuff. So So does it has it do you feel like since you started, did it splinter off into because I'm sure like when you started it, you didn't we would have never imagined it would take off the way that it that it did. But has it splintered off even with fans or people like adding more information? Has it been has it become do you feel like it becomes like a community at this point where people are sharing positively, not like how you just say which obviously can go down a negative slippery slope? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it with anything this big, of course, there's gonna be positive and negative, but mostly it is positive. And yeah, that's what it is. It's a community. It's a community of people sharing information you know, holding the people who are making Britney's money accountable, really going in. I mean, they are like serious about this and they're trying to help not just Britney, but other people who are victims of conservatorship abuse. And so it's very impressive. And, you know, we know people who started showing up to the the rallies and stuff years ago. And now, yeah, these are their friends and these are their communities. So it's cool. So how did you get started on the free Britney movement. How was it? Were you like mm-hmm. a fan of Britney Spears and then noticed a couple of odd things, pointed it out on your podcast? Like, what was the birth of all this? Yeah. It was basically like we were both fans and Tess, my co-host, was a bigger fan than I was. I was like your everyday Britney, just like, I like her songs. I'll go da- get dance to her. But, yeah. you know, and uh, and then Tess was a, like more hardcore, like Britney fan. And we just thought her Instagram was really unique and, and interesting. And so we were like, oh, Let's start a really dumb idea. Let's do a podcast only about our Instagram. And that's how we started doing it. And at that time, we sort of knew about the conservatorship, but it's like, I don't think anyone really knew what the hell it actually was or what they were in general. I had no idea, you know? Mm. And eventually we started looking at our posts kind of through the lens of like, wow, she seems very isolated. And Mm. she'll post Mm. it. And it's so silly, but she would post a meme where it's like, let me shop and no one gets hurt. And then she would write literally. And you're like, well, you're fucking Britney Spears. Like, yeah. (laughs) And just stuff like that. And so we would kind of jokingly talk about it, but also be like, but wait, really, what the hell's going on here? And then Tess, um, who actually has, she's done investigative reporting in the past. She started actually looking at the court documents um, around like the end of 2018. And she was like, this is weird. This one guy's asking for more money because of how well Britney's doing. But she's in this mm-hmm. thing where they say she's not doing well. So what the hell? Mm-hmm. And that's where it really started snowballing. She started getting way more investigated and you know, into the court papers. I just kind of came along for the ride. And then we were in it. And then we got a phone call from a paralegal who was kind of basically like, she's being held against her will in this mental health facility. And mm-hmm. that had been reported in the news. And it was just like, but we thought she'd been there longer. It's all this stuff. So, yeah, that kind of is what set it off. That's where we released the Free Britney episode. And that went, you know. So a paralegal contacted you both to talk about and be like, you guys are on to something. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, when does that happen? Ever? That's so you wild. Know what I mean? <laughs> it's so It was crazy. Wild. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. so we got the voicemail from this guy. We decided to release it. And he gave us more information via text about some stuff he knew. And then, yeah. Wow. And then from there, when we released that episode, we started getting so much information people contacting us who knew Britney. And, you know, some of the information was just like bogus, random conspiracy theories, but Mm -hmm. some of it was legit. So we'd just been spending the last two years like following all the stuff and gathering info. Following the leads. Yeah. Now, is it true that very recently, because you guys, uh, she's been very cryptic. Britney Spears has been very cryptic with the way that she's posted. But very recently, when it all kind of came to a head, uh, she finally acknowledged the hashtag. Or is, is that true? Is that the first time that she actually, which... I mean, would be a great, also like a like a great validation for all your for all your work. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, the the first time it was ever posted on her Instagram was recently, and 
you know, there's also, there's just so many, nothing is like a straight line in this thing. So people also think that it's maybe not her who posts to her Instagram. So there's that mm, whole right. side of things. Um, That's what I used to think. I was like, this can't be her posting. Like, this is somebody that like they have and is like, oh, they're a troll like themselves or something. Like, I'm just like, totally. what is it? Like, it was, it was, it had been such a long time that it was so like bizarre. Like, where now how you're saying, like, everybody was like trying to pick a code and like figure it out. Like it was a puzzle. <laughs> and it likes, it's, it is, it's fascinating because you are like, even if, if it is her, what does it mean? If it's not her, what does it mean? Yeah. But yeah, she, she said it. I mean, if it is her, she said it on Instagram. And then I think just her talking in court was like the most validating of uh, all, you know, that yeah. was a, that was a yeah. huge, a huge moment. Sometimes it takes like a celebrity of that stature to shed light on, as you said earlier, People like anonymous people in conservatorship, not anonymous, but, you know, non-celebrities. Yeah, people are Brittany. Yeah. Um, so I'll be honest. At first, I was like, I was sort of like, I was like an everyday, as you were, mm -hmm. <laughs> everyday Brittany fan. And part of me was like, why do I, why should I care about a celebrity? Blah, blah, blah. But then as you go into it, as you've done. So are you finding um, any, like, what progress is being made? Do you, like, are you shedding a national spotlight on conservatorships? Is that how you say Conservatorship. I like it like that. In general. Conservatorship. I like it. Do you know, is there any, do you know, is there any, are there any legal challenges being made in general, not just to Britney Spears' case? Yeah, there's, um, there is actually stuff happening like on a larger scale in California. There's lawmakers trying to, you know, get new laws made that basically one of the biggest, um, issues with her case and the episode we just put out this week is uh covers a whole weekend she was conserved like top to bottom and all the shit that went wrong and how fucked up it is just from day one and one of the biggest things is that she wasn't able to hire her own attorney you know mm -hmm. and obviously right. this is afforded to it's like a constitutional right and um right. but they said she didn't have the capacity to do that and you know the guy who helped them make that decision that she didn't have the capacity is the guy who got hired and mm was there for 13 years up until a few weeks ago. So um, that was, I think, one of the biggest, you know, injustices, basically, when when it all went down. And she had another attorney at that time who was trying to get in there, work for her, and they said he couldn't get hired. So there's California laws, like, kind of being talked about as far as letting the conservatee hire their own attorney. So that's pretty big. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I don't so it could know. So set a precedent. It's setting this at the end of the day. This could it's, set something is, really yeah. important yeah. moving forward. Mm -hmm. That I mean, that is so wild. Just thinking, like again, like just going right back to like, yeah, you just did it on you. You know, you did the podcast. You're doing the Instagram. You're like whatever, and like literally, like again, like this is this could literally change like so many people's lives. Like like not just Britney, which is wild to think that actually in the bigger it, it scheme is. of things. Yeah, I mean, there's people we've met who've been working on this stuff for, you know, years. And they're just, like, really happy to see a big, like you said, to shed a light on this because they've been kind of working in obscurity for a long time. So, yeah, it is weird. When I think about that, I'm like, what the fuck? And I, it has been so tiring. And, like, just today, literally, mm -hmm. I was watching, just before this, I was watching a seminar from the L.A. Bar Association on, you know, my whole yeah. life has become this and working on this and trying to finish this this podcast and I am like, I can say that I did something good for the world and I'm you just going to do. You have. Yeah. Oh my yes. gosh, your contribution. Are you uh. kidding me? But I do want to, I do want to ask uh, Babs, how do you have time for yourself? Like when you're not yeah. constantly working on like your projects and then this, the free Britney, like what do you do to decompress? Because you have to. This yeah. stuff is some heavy, heavy ass stuff. 
There's got to be yeah. ways where you just like disconnect from the world or, world or like do your own thing. What do you do to sort of like get away from it all? Mm-hmm. I definitely, I mean, I, I I did a like Airbnb little thing with some friends this past weekend. So, you know, when I have time, I just try to get away from the internet. That's my number one thing because like I said, mm-hmm. the, the Britney like Unplugged. Twitter is just so all encompassing and I have to like yeah. extricate myself. Mm. Yeah. But well, I don't take a lot of time. I'm bad at it and I'm wow. just, on, I'm on a marathon right now. I'm really looking to the end to like mm-hmm. finish this and then mm-hmm. I can take a break, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny because like when I think about you like with the Britney stuff, I kind of like I I compared and this is a whole different whatever. But like my friends that like do hair and makeup, like they're like, oh, my God, my girlfriends always want me to do their hair and makeup when we go out. And I feel like when you maybe like go out or like go to like a part or whatever that is, everybody's kind of like, so let's talk Britney. And you're like, bitch, yeah. I have been talking Britney. <laughs> like yeah. like my even my trainer, like my trainer will say that he's like, I don't tell people anymore that I'm a trainer because then oh. they want to talk to me about their body and their nutrition the whole time. He's like, bro, that's what I do for like a living like I don't want to do that when I'm trying you to chill talk shop. exactly yeah. and so like how has that been like I guess I mean again I know we're in a pandemic but yeah sure like we've all been doing things you know like safely and whatever but how has that been for you now because I, I know at work because we work together I remember uh when you came out on the documentary and like none of us were expecting it yet every <laughs> single person on the writing room we all watched it and like we were like um excuse me um Babs uh, hello you like didn't even tell us we see you every week <laughs> so like I'm sure people were like yo what the <laughs> oh, I and had wanted- total. Yeah. I had like my best friend from childhood calling, you know, just like random ass people reaching out to me. Yeah. Um, it's been, I mean, uh, yeah, I definitely talk to people about it all day, all the time. Mm. I think it's, I'm okay. You know, I know it's like a really interesting thing and people want to know. And cool. I know so much so about much. it that it's yeah. like, I'm like fine it's to share so that. much information over the <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's okay. I mean, I do you know, uh, it's weird because it's not something I ever expected in my life. Like comedy has been my number one forever. I want to do comedy. I want to make comedy. I want to be funny and be on stage and whatever. So I don't, I I have given a lot of my time to this and I am hoping that I can just move on with my comedy and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to get pigeonholed or something, but I don't think I will. And it's actually funny because I like hosted a show a few nights ago and it was my first kind of show hosting and it was like, you know, people uh, just have, going back to the like, people are like, you're just doing this to get famous, which is oh, yeah. an absolutely insane, you know, thing, yeah. like conclusion yeah. to draw. Yeah. And there was no one at the show. And I was like, see, no, it's not. <laughs> it didn't work. If that was my the, point. The strategy is <laughs> not working. Sorry. I need to think of a new hashtag. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I better save another celebrity from being kidnapped in broad daylight. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of that, are there under any other like celebs that since you have been working on this that like people have been like dropping any like tea like maybe oh well we heard you know like I know there's obviously like rumors rumor mills but like I I, I feel like I haven't really heard of any specifically like that but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of other people like in the situation ish maybe I don't know. Britney's definitely like the biggest one but there's definitely there's some older like celebs who've kind of gotten into this trap like Casey Kasem is is one he's passed away but his daughter is like a you know yeah a oh. big advocate and Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys um wow. ha, you know has a similar situation so 
There's definitely a few. None are quite like Britney because she's yeah. so young. I mean, Amanda Bynes is in a conservatorship as well. I should sure. say that. I was going to say her. I, that, I was like, I knew there was somebody else. And I couldn't think of it. Thank you. Okay. I was like, I yeah. knew there was someone. So yeah. Amanda Bynes is in one and she's, I think, someone whose case we want to look into too. We just haven't had time. But there are mm. a few, but it's very, very rare. It's definitely, especially someone of Britney's age and, mm. and all that. Mm, yeah. Right. And so, how long and, yeah. You yeah. have... So aside from working on the Free Britney stuff, which, uh, I mean, takes up an insurmountable amount of time, you also found time to work on a comedy album, Mm -hmm. If I Did It. What is the impetus of the comedy album? (laughs) (laughs) What did you do, Bab? Yeah, what what is it that you did? Oh, my God. If you did it, what did you do? (laughs) <laughs> you know what the the key to releasing a comedy album while you're also doing all this stuff is to record the album two years ago and then uh, sit on it for sure. way too long and be too anal about the whole thing, go crazy editing it, and then finally okay. put it out okay, two I'm years later. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's what you do. I just was like, I was so critical of myself when I first recorded it. And every time I listened to it, I like hated it. So I finally just had to force myself to put it out. But now I'm really happy I did. And people like it and all that. But it was um, just being too self-critical. You know, you know how that goes. So, but yeah, I did it. And I'm really, I did do it. I did. And I put it out and I'm very proud of it. And I actually had, I need to put these videos out, but um, I released it. And then I did, I did a, focus group on Zoom with people I paid off of Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) This is the wildest thing I've ever heard about. Oh my God, go on, please. Oh my God. Wait, no, no, no. Before, (laughs) what what did you write on that Craigslist Yeah, 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 yeah. I said said paid focus group. Please, you know, we'd like your opinions on a new piece of entertainment media. I didn't say it was a, I didn't want to say comedy album because it's too like weird to say. I just said, yeah, if you're paid 20 bucks to sit here for an hour and listen to this and give your feedback. And I did it. And it was the crazy. It was so, it was horrible. Also, I I dressed up in disguise. And I wore a disguise and I sat. <laughs> what did you wear? What was your disguise? Yeah. I you wore like undercover boss. Yeah. <laughs> Yourself. Well, also, I knew that they wouldn't know what I looked like, so it didn't make any sense to me that. But... Oh my God. <laughs> was this after or before the documentary came out? This was after the, after the documentary. So maybe okay, smart move, uh, smart move, okay. smart move. But yeah, I wore a wig and I, d- I did a British accent. Um, <laughs> Can we, can we oh. hear it a little bit? I need. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! I am If you want, this is Doctor Sam Slender Slenderman, and I'm going to be hosting this focus group today. Um, yeah, and so I just Your got name four was people. Not Sam Slenderman. I am Slenderman. <laughs> I, I am so so happy that you are telling us this story. This is so oh fun. My God. What, were, what was the feedback like? What were they saying? Like, what type of people replied? The first group hated it. Okay. And so it was for, it was people from all over the place. It was like, all I don't ages, know. I did two, yeah, I did two different groups and it was four people in each group. And there was just a variety of, yeah, a, a variety of age, race. Like, it was just, you know, I just tried to pick, like, a bunch of different people. Also, just anyone who responded. because you know, <laughs> and, you and you just played it live on a Zoom for everybody to hear at the same time? Well, I, I need to put the video. I recorded it, and then I need to, like, I need to edit. I just haven't had time to, like, put it out. But oh. basically, it was just, yeah, the first group hated it. They hated everything I said. They didn't think I was funny. 
they just like talked shit on it the whole time. It was so hilarious. Oh my and gosh. Then they would and analyze... you were just hearing all of this. Yeah, this I just so sat funny. and listened to it. And then they would analyze the jokes like in a weird way because I have a joke where I like sing an outcast song and they were like, why uh, why do you think that she's talking about... the Just, they, they really analyze the jokes. And then in the second group, I had, you know, some abortion joke that's like a really silly joke, like an idiotic joke. But they got, this one guy got pissed. No, this one woman got pissed. This one guy got mad because my intro, the very beginning of the album, my friend comes out and she says, are you fucking ready? And this guy goes, excuse me, is this going to be the language the entire time? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, yeah, you know, there might be adult language. And then I played a joke for them in which I talk about how I want... (laughs) Whatever. I talk about wearing bugles on my hands or something. Or I talk about... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I Those talk are the chips, right? The yeah, little, like, I, point. <laughs> I talk about... Yeah. I'm sorry. I talk about a priest wearing bugles on his hands. Oh, and he got thank you for Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. That. He was like, God loves you. I won't listen to this. And then he left. He just left. No $20 for you. Yeah. He said, God loves you and left. God loves you. Yeah. But I'm out of here. Maybe oh, that's his, God. like, mission statement to, like, sign up for, like, every focus group he can and just no make sure priest. that he finds more... <laughs> God lovers. It, no oh, priest yeah. will ever put bugles on his fingers <laughs> as long as I live. That was, oh yeah. That was. Were um, you doing this pretty great to actually find out what people think, or you were doing this as to, a bit? I was just doing as, it as a joke. I honestly, it destroyed me, and I felt like <laughs> I felt like shit afterwards. But is this the reason why it took two years? To put it out? I well, luckily, I'd already put it out at that point, but it would okay, have taken good. me longer. Um, good, 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 and good. I said it was funny. At one point, I was like, "Would you pay twenty dollars for this album?" <laughs> And somebody was like, no. And then someone was like, wait, but you're paying me $20 to listen to Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Wait this a minute. Such a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, it was great. <laughs> this was great. This is great. So you're going to start uh, cutting, like, little, like, clips of it and put, just, like, to post them I'll talking about that stuff? I'll be putting it online soon. I just, yeah, I haven't. Because again, it's funny because like I did it and now I'm like, well, now I have to sit through it again and find the yeah. best parts. Like I don't, I should just give it to someone else to do. But yeah, it was, um, it was just, I don't know. I've always wanted to do that. And like, I had the idea for years and it was kind of better doing it over Zoom because just easier production wise, you know, but uh, yeah, it was just an idea I've always wanted to do. So. That's funny. At a good time. Uh, well, oh my go. gosh. You also have though another really big podcast, right? Lady mm-hmm. to Lady. Are you still doing that podcast currently? Yeah. Yeah. Lady to Lady comes out every week. We're on the Exactly Right Network. Um, and it's just a comedy podcast. You know, I've we've hosted it for like nine years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just three funny ladies. And we have another funny lady on. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's it. We've just been, we just kind of riff and like fuck around. And people send us in. We give, we give advice. Listeners like send in questions for advice. So we've been doing that for quite a while. And. And yeah, that's just like the the gold standard, gold standard the, for me. The like, oh, okay, this is my weekly, you know, just right, like, fuck right. around yeah. podcast. So you have so. you have a couple of popular podcasts. Tell us what's the golden rule of podcasting. Ooh, what, yeah. what do you think? What what is mm. your tips and tricks to a successful podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, vulnerability is the number one for mm. for mm. me at least. Like that's. Because I always just like joking about myself and being vulnerable and all this stuff. And I think it's even important in what we're doing with the other Britney podcast because it's been a challenge and it's been a personal journey for us. Obviously, we're telling this other story, but 
we wanted to make sure we were also like, and this is like how it all happened. And it's mm. been, mm-hmm. been, you know, this is how you report on something like this, just stuff like that. So yeah, I think vulnerability, like at least as far as the performance side or the, mm-hmm. the host side, and then, you know, uh, don't read the reviews, I guess is the other one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Words to live by, before. honestly. Yeah, don't read the reviews. Yeah. Don't read the comments. I mean, you should, obviously, you need to, li- like, if you if there's, like, legitimate criticism, you should pay attention to that. But a lot of people are just assholes for no reason. So. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. It's a yep. reflection of them not has anything to do with that, for sure. Yeah. Can I ask you, is there anything that you, because you've become an investigative journalist, basically, is there anything you've learned in this new, with this new hat Let's say that you can then take in your comedy career oh my or vice God. versa. I don't know because I try. I've been so rusty and I tried to do a fact checking joke on stage. <laughs> I was like, you guys I would know, be in already. You guys know when you're fact checking a source. <laughs> <and it's> like, <laughs> you know, when you get a lead, yeah. you know, half the crowd is high the and they're lead, like, I don't fucking half check. I'm and fucking, it leads to nowhere. And you a, start yeah. back at zero. I motherfucking repost. <laughs> I don't read that shit. I fucking say I read it when they ask me on Twitter. <laughs> you know, when you start a hashtag and it turns into a movement, you know. <laughs> That's kind of what I, yeah, because I want to talk about it on stage, but also some people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So I'm trying to figure it out. But um, I'm sure that this will inform me. And there are other are the stories I want to like investigate. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I would like to work on something that isn't so high profile because finding yeah. people to talk about Britney mm-hmm. is almost impossible. Like mm. everyone's on our NDA. They're under say, lock yeah. and key. Oh, They're wow. scared to talk for certain reasons. So we have had a really hard time finding people actually to come on mic. And like the people right. we got on the show, that was after like, <laughs> putting every, all our eggs in every basket, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think working on a story where it's not like this, you know, in the limelight would be a lot better because it would just be a lot easier to find. The least amount of NDA is possible. <laughs> that would yeah. be nice. What's interesting though, like with the NBA, and I was about to say NBA. <laughs> Listen, you know, I have to bring up basketball every time. Like, <laughs> there, I read me. there it is. That's your one. She knows. She Bingo. knows. About no, <laughs> either basketball or LeBron, one of them. Uh, <laughs> um. What's this called? It's interesting, though, because a lot of celebrities have also, like, again, after the documentary, because I think, like, there's a difference between people posting and all of this. Like, when you, when, when it's like when these show, especially during the pandemic, like, it came out in, like, just, like, the perfect timing where everybody needed shit to watch, too. So then the documentary came out, the one that you were in as well. And, like, you know, people calling out Justin Timberlake, like, you know, a bunch of other people. And I do think, like, that's that was a really, really big deal. I think a lot of these, like, teenage fuckboys from the 90s that, you know, like, I honestly, like, not just Justin, because it wasn't just him, like, it was all these motherfuckers, like, you know, the Nick Lish, whatever, Lishay or whatever, with Jessica, like, there's so many of them that, like, you, I remember being little and and just being like, oh, yeah, like, screw her, like, she's the villain, the girls always, because that's how the media continued to show us, so, like, of course, I thought, like, Britney was cheating on Justin Timberlake, or whatever, you know, whatever that was, because of the video and all these things, and it's, it's so, like, kind of eye-opening now to be in 2021 and be like, oh, we were so brainwashed by, like, all this, like, crap fucking news. Like, it's so totally. wild. I mean, I think so much about the the coverage, yeah, around Britney, just in, you know, when she shaved her head and the umbrella mm-hmm. thing, just all that stuff. And it's not like she w- didn't do those things, but I think that the images just, like, really... Yeah. We're like, well, that's it forever, you know, mm-hmm. that she's crazy. Like, or oh, people felt they had, really... they had the, uh, the ownership to just, like, or just the right to make fun or yeah. trivialize or that's, yeah, that's the one thing that we didn't have before, but mm-hmm. now we're happy that we're kind of seeing people as humans, which is, it's a good, 
Well, yeah. It's a good it's turn towards the positive. Well, yeah, when they show, like, what you're saying, like, the, like, aggressive, like, whatever. And I'm like, bro, like, I've seen so many, like, Latina moms go off on a kid, like, in the middle of, like, a Walmart or Publix or wherever it is. And it's like, you know, like, yeah, people get angry. And sometimes you're in the fucking public and, like, you need to, like, yell at someone or, like, fucking exactly. get loud. Yeah, we're all fucking human beings. And <laughs> it's just, yeah. So I think, I think revisiting how that all is really important. And I'm glad that that's been happening. Oh, uh, yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, Babs, before we go, I have one hard hitting question for you. Fact check. It's a fact check. (laughs) A fact check for yourself. What is your favorite Britney song? Ooh, Ooh, that's a toughie. I don't know Um, know that one. I'm going to say currently, you know, it always changes till the world, till the world ends. I love that song. Good one. Uh, That's just such a good dance jam. And like, I I have so many good dance party associations with that song. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I I definitely, that's that's something that I always think about too, like with a Britney, like, because there's so many different good songs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're definitely party jams. That one has the one that gets like low and then goes up again, which is always just a, you know, that's a good moment. We had a, a fun... After she she did her testimony last month, um, all the fans, we all went to like West Hollywood and danced to her songs. And that was just like, oh, that was a great, that was a great. I love that. Uh, (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, Babs, we thank you so much for being on here. Thank you so much for fighting for Britney. And uh, I mean, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Where can um, people follow you? Is there anything? um, Where can people find your your comedy album and any Mm -hmm. other podcasts that they can follow? Yeah, uh, the album, if I did it, I made it with a special thing (laughs) record. So you can look on their website or, you know, it's on my socials. My social is at Babs Gray uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, check out Lady to Lady and Toxic, the Britney Spears story comes out every Tuesday. It's 10 episodes total. There's five out right now. So go check it out, share it with folks, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And you guys can follow us at Spanish Aki Presents on IG, at Spanish Aki on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Raisa Licea. And you can follow me at, of course, it's Carlos on Instagram. You can follow me at Ozimo on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Please Sign My ND Hey. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm at the Tony Rodriguez on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, we did it. Free Britney. We did it. Free Britney. Yeah. Spanish Aki Presents is an Earwolf production executive produced by me, Raisa, Tony, Carlos, and Oscar. It's engineered by Jordan Duffy and produced by Anita Flores. You can follow us on social media on Instagram at Spanish Aki Presents and Spanish Aki on Twitter. Find our latest merch at potswag.com and especially look out for the Spanish Aki Presents enamel pin set featuring all of our beautiful faces. Yeah, and help us get the word out by telling a friend about the show today. Make sure to rate and review Spanish Aki Presents and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Want more Spanish Aki Presents? Find our full archive and ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code SAP for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Duh. 
dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.